2: This premier hockey podcast featured at canadiansconnection.fm brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadiens designed to inform
0: Everyone, welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Michael Spinella, and I'll be your host for the next hour. This is episode 270 of the Canadians Connection podcast, and I'm very pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, the editor of the Hockey News Montreal, the founder and the president of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. And how are you doing today, Rick?
1: I'm doing great. Uh... What a sporting weekend it is, a chilly uh, three-degree Montreal day. Uh, Tomorrow, as we record this, it's Saturday, tomorrow, Sunday, the November 19th is a Grey Cup. Um, The Alouettes are in Hamilton to face the Blue Bombers for uh, the uh, Grey Cup. And uh, it's, uh, if you're a fan of F1, it's a long-awaited race in Vegas on the The visuals on Night Race and the Vegas Strip, the Sphere, uh, incredible. And, and, and the Montreal Canadiens are in Boston at the TD Garden to face uh, their long-rivaled Bruins. So, um, incredible uh, sporting weekend. We're happy to be here to talk about the Canadiens.
0: And uh, as we'll talk about in uh, just a few seconds here, uh, those Boston Bruins uh, lost to the Montreal Canadiens last week. So maybe uh, we can continue that trend a little bit uh, uh, for tonight's game. Uh, I believe this one, that one went to overtime. So Montreal with a little bit of success against that uh, longtime rival. And uh, just a jam-packed show for everyone today. We'll get you up to date on everything Montreal Canadiens since we were last here, including roster updates, prospects, and news. Uh, In segment two, uh, it's going to be studs and duds. Uh, So we're uh, approaching the American Thanksgiving. That's usually a good benchmark for uh, what a team uh, is going to be for the rest of the season. So we'll check up. uh, We'll see how the vibes are in Montreal And then in our final segment, the third segment, it's the Have Your Say segment. And our Canadians Connection question of the week is, who is your biggest stud and who is your biggest dud so far this season? We want to hear from you. And, Rick, if people are interested in answering this, uh, just letting us know any of their thoughts, what's the best way for them to do so?
1: You want to write us long form? Send us an email. Hello at Rocketsportsmedia.com. But uh, ever popular, it's popular to text us because we've set up a special Rocket Sports text line for you, and it's easy to remember. It's 5853-ROCKET, 5853-ROCKET. Text us anytime, 24 hours a day, with questions, with your thoughts, with your criticisms, uh, with anything you want to say about the Montreal Canadiens.
0: You can also send us a message or leave any comments on our social media accounts. Just make sure you're following us. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at HabsConnection. You can also find us at our website, CanadiansConnection.fm. So make sure that you continue to check out our comprehensive game previews and post-game recaps for every Montreal Canadiens game at thncom Montreal. And here's what's happened since we've been gone. Uh, last week, November the 11th, it was the Montreal win against the Boston Bruins, three to two in overtime. Uh, Montreal hands Jeremy Swayman his first loss of the season. Uh, the Habs to score two goals in the third to send a game to overtime, and it was Caden Gooley with the the game winner.
1: Game winner for uh, Caden Gooley in overtime, and uh, he was the second youngest Canadiens defenseman. To score an overtime winner. Um, it, this was a fun game right from the start. The rivalry, the energy in the building. Uh, it was uh, military night uh, celebrating uh, remembra- uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, f- the, the, the anthem singer um, from the, the Royal Canadian Air Force, he was terrific. And the whole night, it was just um, an on your seat, uh, on the edge of your seat uh, viewing experience, I thought.
0: Uh, it was a back-to-back last weekend on Sunday, November the 12th. Vancouver comes to Montreal and absolutely spanks the Montreal Canadiens five to two. The return of Casey DeSmith, who got the start uh, for the Vancouver Canucks, uh, he comes away with the win. The Canucks fairly dominant in pretty much all areas. Uh, Jake Allen uh, showing off a new mask, but uh, unfortunately, the new mask is uh, 0-1 to start off uh, its career. Five different goal scorers for the Vancouver Canucks, including an empty netter.
1: Yeah, this um, Vancouver is a team. They they hold the, the best offense uh, in the NHL, and, and we saw it in the second period, scoring three times in the middle frame, and uh, that was all they needed.
0: On Tuesday, November the 14th, Calgary came to town, and they come away with a 2-1 win uh, so Montreal losing two games in a row there. Uh, Montreal I think struggled to get going offensively uh, the lone goal scorer was Gustav Lindstrom uh, with his first goal as a hab, his first goal of the season a uh, bit of a snoozer to be completely honest but uh, this in the second period uh, the Flames did uh, score a couple of quick goals there and uh, they hang on for the one goal win.
1: Yeah where was the offense in this one for, for the Montreal Canadiens? Um, we appreciate that uh, the power play has improved, but the five-on-five play—that's geared around uh, an offensive system—just uh, wasn't just, just wasn't clicking, uh, particularly uh, against Calgary.
0: And on November the 16th, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights come to town and win six to five. So it was an 11 goal game uh, between the two teams. Caden Primo got the start. Uh, Montreal had a two nothing lead after the first. Yessa uh, Ullinen scored two goals in the second, but it was Vegas scoring four goals in the second period. Two In the third to take the win, uh, three power play goals, uh, for Vegas. There actually, their last three goals were all on the power play and uh, just scoring all around, and uh, not the best goaltending efforts from either side.
1: Yeah, the first period, the shots were 18 to six, and somehow, um, a little bit of puck luck. The Canadians had a two nothing lead going to the first intermission. And I guess they thought, okay, we can, we can continue to run and gun with uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. And as Marty St. Louis said, after the game, we played with fire and we got burned.
0: So the Canadiens' record right now is 7-8-2. That's 21st in the NHL. So slowly moving down the standings as we uh, come here from week to week. Uh, Continue to check out Habs Notepad, Habs Headlines, and feature articles and game day posts appearing regularly at THN.com slash Montreal. In our roster news, uh, the Canadians did recall Gustav Lindstrom from Laval. As I mentioned, he got his first goal of the season against the Calgary Flames, and then they reassigned Yoel Armia to the Laval Rocket. Uh, Armia currently sitting at a point per game in the AHL.
1: Yeah, he's looking actually very good and and has a very good attitude uh, being in the AHL.
0: Uh, Injury updates, Uh, Jordan Harris could be back in the lineup tonight on Saturday, November the 18th, after being out for a few days there. Uh, Raphael Harvey-Pinard missed uh, Thursday's game against Vegas. He's considered day-to-day. And Arborzhakai, also day-to-day. He did not practice on the Friday.
1: Yeah, the the game against Vegas, uh, he got hit hard. That is, um, Arborzhakai, into the boards by Barbashev uh it's usually the it, it's kind of the the hit that you expect jack I to deliver um Barbashev caught him that was late in the second period uh didn't return to the game a left shoulder problem for those worried um the injury he had last season and the surgery was was um with respect to his right shoulder
0: Uh, The Canadians right now are currently having their dad's trip. Uh, So a lot of teams do this as kind of an annual thing. They invite uh, all the dads of the players out uh, on, uh, I guess, for some road games. And it could be pretty fun to see the dynamics between the players and all the dads showing up to the rink. Uh, We actually have some uh, audio from Johnny Kovacevic talking about the dad's trip. Uh, It means the world to have my dad on the trip. I mean... I was saying earlier that as hockey players, there's not much in your life that's bigger than hockey. Hockey takes up so much of your life, but family, um, your loved ones, that's something that's bigger than hockey. And so to be able to share that with them uh, puts things in perspective and uh, gives you that extra, you know, drive to compete. I mean, I want to, I always want to, you know, kind of look good in his eyes and you're kind of always, you know, looking for that as a kid, you know, you want to make your dad proud and uh, that's what I want to do
1: on Saturday really really great and um the visual um uh kova was just beaming as he was talking about uh his dad and his dad being on this this trip saying family is is bigger than hockey and and he just wants his dad to be proud of him and he went on to say that um you know his dad was super excited about this this trip um and it was kind of he remembers you know uh, dad taking son to work this is son taking uh, dad to work sort of thing. So, um, (laughs) I think all the players are really excited about this trip.
0: Absolutely. And now is a, I think it's a good time to get to our Habs prospect
2: report. It's time for the rocket report. The rocket sports media team is your premier source for information about the Laval rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadians, as well as Habs prospects playing in the CHL NCAA and leagues around the world. Bookmark THN.com slash Montreal to follow our comprehensive coverage of Canadians' prospects.
0: Each week, we like to start things off by highlighting a Montreal Canadiens' prospect. And this week, we're going to shine the spotlight on Evgeny Vlokin, uh the 2023 fifth round pick by Montreal He's a goaltender, and he's having a really great start to his uh, MHL season. In fifteen games, he's nine two and three. Currently, sporting a nine thirty seven save percentage and a one fifty seven goals against average. So, really great numbers from this goaltender.
1: Yeah, and uh, to add to that, um, playing for um, uh, Mamonte Uygri, um he uh, he has two shutouts, and and his last game was a twenty seven save shutout uh, in a four, nothing win. Uh, he's playing in the M- MHL. That's the, uh, Russian junior league, uh, same league he played in, in last year. Uh, remember the Canadians drafted three goaltenders. Uh, this was the third goaltender, uh, that they selected. And obviously, um, this was, uh, you know, someone that was, was, uh, a little unheard of. And, uh, um, that the Canadians were able to to have eyes on on this goaltender and uh, uh, make uh, the selection um, and and you know this uh, the goaltenders typically take a lot longer uh, than than anyone else and and um, uh, particularly when you find a goaltender um, you know that's a little bit hidden um, and uh, full credit to Vinny Riondo, who um, is a bit of a pro scout amateur scout, but, but uh, uh, unearths these uh, goaltending prospects. And uh, he saw something he liked uh, in Velokhin and, and we're going to keep an eye on him as well.
0: Absolutely. And um, This week, uh, well, week to week, we have been keeping an eye on the USCHO division one poll. And uh, this week there was a change. It's Wisconsin taking over that number one spot, uh, Previously, we've had uh, both Boston U and Boston College at that number one spot. Both of those teams have a lot of high-end uh, NHL prospects. Looking at Wisconsin, I don't see as many, at least as many first-round picks, so it's uh, nice to see that uh, a team like Wisconsin would take over that number one spot. And Rick, I believe you mentioned uh, that they have a brand-new coach this season as well. Uh, they
1: do. Uh, we were mentioned uh, we remember Granado being there when Cole Caulfield—this is Cole Caulfield's alumni— um, team and uh, so they have a new coach um, and you know we checked in on them um, on the 23rd of uh, o- October in the um, in the Division 1 men's poll uh, that they were sitting at 14th um, and at that time they had a 5-1 and one record and we kind of said keep an eye on this while well, they've made the leap in just a couple of weeks uh, to take over the number one spot uh, which is um uh, you know, again, we'll keep an eye on all the teams, but um, see where where they end up. Uh, for comparison, if you want to look at the OHL, the, the power rankings are out. And the Kitchener Rangers uh, have taken over uh, the number one spot. Uh, they've been on a roll, big offensive team. Uh, and again, you have a brand new coach there in UC Ahokas. He's got them uh, absolutely rolling right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, continuing along with the NCAA, Boston University defenseman Lane Hudson r- reached an NCAA mi- milestone. And uh, Rick, what did he achieve?
1: 60 points um, in his career in uh, the NCAA's played 49 NCAA games and uh, reached the 69-point mark, so better than a point-a-game pace. Um, he also, uh, this season, leads all NCAA players uh, with His ice time, 28 minutes and 36 seconds average per game. Uh, That's absolutely incredible.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Moving up north of the border and taking a look at the Laval Rocket, they had a pretty good week by their standards, I'd say. Uh, Going back to last weekend on the 12th, uh, they had a couple of games in Manitoba. The first one on the 12th, Laval won 6-2. The next one on the 13th, they won 5-2 and a few days off in between before they came back home and hosted the Belleville Senators, and they won 6-4. to four. So goals, 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 two road wins in Manitoba, three games in which they scored more than five goals, and I think the most exciting one was the game against Belleville where they erased a 4-0 deficit and came back to win 6-4. So pretty impressive from that standpoint. But unfortunately, last night on uh, Friday, November the 17th, their win streak comes to an end. Uh, against lehigh valley uh, laval scores two power play goals in the third but uh, just was not over w- was not enough to overcome uh, the phantoms
1: the um, laval rocket are all offense all the time and um, I, part of the credit i think has to go to the hockey development folks uh, in particular scott pellerin who suggested to jf Wool that he put uh, sean farrell with uh, joshua Waugh, and uh, put them together on a pair and they've been on a tear uh, I think Joshua Watt has uh, six game, six points in his last four games. Sean Farrell has seven points in his last four games. Logan Mayu has been great, uh, six points in the last six games. Um, and uh, this is a, an odd statistic, but it kind of explains the way Laval has been playing. Uh, goals for in the AHL, they are first, tied for first with, with 52 uh, goals scored. Uh, top of the league in, uh, tied uh, at the top of the league for offense. Uh, goals against, absolute worst in the league with 60 goals given up. So they only play in one end of the ice, and that's uh, that's tough on the Laval goaltenders.
0: Laval's record currently 5-8-1-0. That's a 0. .393 points percentage and 28th in the AHL, so they move up in the standings ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Coming up this week, Laval has three games starting on November the 18th. uh, They're going to go to Utica, and then they travel uh, south of the border to Rochester for games on the 22nd and the 24th. Uh, If we want to continue along with uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, affiliated teams in the ECHL, the Trois-Rivere Lions continue to have uh, some success. Uh, they Although they did have one loss uh, in the past week. But let's go back to November the 12th. Uh, Trois-Rivières beat Adirondack t- uh, 3-2. to uh, And then on the 17th, uh, they lose to Maine 4-2. to uh, Trois-Rivières' record is still uh, pretty good. It's uh, 9-2-0-0. That's uh, first in the North Division. And a uh, little note here, uh, Matthew Boucher, uh, one of their uh, I think one of their better forwards, someone that uh, put up twelve points in eight games, has received a PTO from the Belleville Senators of the AHL. So they'll uh, be missing him, unfortunately.
1: Well, but that's what they're there for, right? Is to develop uh, prospects, and they're doing a very good job um, every week uh, at thn. dot com slash Montreal. You find out about the Montreal Canadiens. You find out, out about the Laval Rocket, but also Trois-Rivières. And uh, Chris G. does a Lions notepad. Comes out every Monday. Uh, if you want to follow them, catch up on all the news, uh, head to um, the Hockey thn.com slash Montreal.
0: And uh, a little bit of an update in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. We put out an article this past week as we do manage uh, the English language coverage of the QMJHL for uh, the Hockey News. And it's entitled, Let's Make a Deal. The QMJHL trade period opens in one month. Uh, is there anything you can tell us about this, Rick?
1: Jeremy Boucher, who uh, writes the articles for us, uh, wrote this just to uh, highlight uh, a couple of the teams that uh, may be interested in uh, getting involved in a trade. To, uh, and you know that the, uh, the trades in, in CHL, um, in junior hockey, are just spectacular um, where they go all in. And uh, so he, he mentions a few teams to keep an eye on. Uh, also, um, there's uh, Players of the Week, Team of the Week. Uh, you'll see th- those articles. And uh, there's articles um, on that site from our archive. Um, fascinating that uh, there's an article uh, from the, the Hockey News Archive going back to 1981 where... Um, I, 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 this shouldn't sound unfamiliar. Uh, there was a lot of criticism about the officials, uh, about the officiating, um, a fascinating article uh, that you're going to want to read. So make sure you, you uh, also follow our coverage at THNQMJHL. Um,
0: So you can find all of our content about Canadians' prospects at THN.com slash Montreal, and you can find the best English language coverage of the QMJHL at THN.com slash QMJHL. Time to get to our quotes of the week, and it's going to start off with Brandon Gallagher. Gallagher always has something fun to say. Uh, So a little bit of context. On Tuesday night against the Calgary Flames, Brandon Gallagher was assessed a penalty for tripping. Uh, in the third period against Elias Lindholm. Uh, I guess it was a call that he didn't really like. Uh, let's hear what he had to say about it.
1: Uh, he, he can't make that mistake. It's, it's obviously
0: a real important part of the game. He's in the neutral zone. His partner's right there looking at it. He didn't have a penalty called. Their bench reacts and he's, he makes a reactionary call. It can't happen at this level and he knows that.
1: It can't happen at this level. He's talking about uh, the penalty that was uh, called uh, at 1648 at the third period. Um, and uh, he apparently took down Elias Lindholm. Uh, It looks like uh, the net had equally as much to do with that. Uh, Brendan's complaining that uh, it affected the game. It can't happen. It's an important part of the game, and uh, that rather than the um, official that was closest to the play calling it, it was the one in the neutral zone and uh, very upset. But remember his words, it can't happen at this level.
0: So that brings us to Thursday night against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Brendan Gallagher was assessed a double minor penalty for high sticking at 1709 of the third period. And, uh, well, Marty St. Louis had some comments about this.
1: Uh, Yeah, it can't happen. can't happen. (laughs) It can't happen. Again, it can't happen. Again, involving uh, Brendan Gallagher. And uh, oddly enough... Uh, it's just 20 seconds uh, in the game. It's just 20 seconds apart. 1648 third period against Calgary. 1709 the third period uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. And this one was particularly costly. Uh, we saw some teeth missing all over the ice, um, and uh, Vegas scored twice um, on the uh, power play. Um, just uh, this, this, these quotes of the week uh, this week are all about learning lessons and about how. Veterans uh, can still learn lessons about how uh, the young players can learn lessons, and uh, just interesting the way uh, uh, Brendan Gallagher's uh, comments were uh, repeated, parroted um, in um, soft criticism uh, by Marty St. Louis.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of interesting to see the parallel there, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of similar a lot of similarities for sure. Uh, our next quote comes from Caden Primo, and he's talking about some positives and negatives within his game.
1: Um,
0: I think right now it's easy to to look
3: at the scoreboard and um, you know get negative, and um, I don't necessarily know what the the positives are per se right now. But um, you know, it's the beauty of uh, the, the game. Um, You know, you get back at it tomorrow and, uh, you know, you can, you can look at the stuff that you need to improve on and, um, you know, practice and get better.
1: So Caden, um, uh, Caden Primo describes himself as a calm goaltender. Um, but he, he never seems very comfortable. Um, and he was talking about, um, keep in mind, he, he gave up six goals in that, that game against, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, talking about positives and negatives, um, pod- positives. Well, I, I can't really come up with any right now. He sounded very uncomfortable, um, in his own skin. And, um, and I think, you know, he went on to the really kind of a strange quote was, um, I, you know, I read the, the play well quote, I read the, the game well, and I'm in the right place, which is the most important thing. I feel like my feet are in the right place the majority of the time. It's almost asked as a question. So, wh- like, what happened? Why did I give up six? I-, I feel like I'm in the right place. I feel like um, my feet are in the right place. Uh, you can hear him kind of um, re- regurgitating the lessons uh, from all the practice time that he's had, um, but it's not working out for for Caden Primo. And And, yes, in that game, he was peppered in the first period. He made some great saves, and then he gave up some pretty soft goals. Um, he's he's struggling, and I think part of it is he just doesn't he just doesn't seem comfortable.
0: And our final quote uh, for this week comes from Jakob Dobis, who's uh, just one underneath Caden Primo. He's been uh, playing with the Laval Rocket all season, and he's uh, playing against playing for a team that gives up a lot of high end scoring chances, uh, some of the most in the American Hockey League. And uh, well, how is he dealing with it? I mean, that's better, like. I'm in the minors.
3: Uh, I like it. We talk with Marco about it every day. Like, that's what you want as a goalie, right? You want to get better and you want to win games like that. That's just how you will accomplish what I want and that's the NHL. I would rather have five breakaways, you know, and get scored on twice, three times than have ten shots on the net and did not get any better. You know, I'm trying to get to the NHL and every hard situation, it's, you know, going to make me mentally and just technically better and I feel like i'm just loving the challenge i think it's fun Uh, You know it's just fun i mean i don't know it's kind of weird you know it just sounds like you know sometimes it's good score a lot but like i haven't really been challenged in a couple of years every year kind of you know i dominated so this is fun this is fun to just get better like you want to be as the same as as on the same level as patterson and Jones and all those guys who dominate or who play in the NHL. So I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a good challenge and, you know, I would just be improving and I'm, I'm feeling already way better than, you know, the first five games.
1: We have no idea how the... And, and, and we're putting... Uh, we're not putting uh, Dobas and Primo in the same category, uh, the same trajectory, the same ceiling, uh, but this is all about just being comfortable, being comfortable in your own skin. Um, Jakob Dobas could, could be very upset for the lack of support. Um, and watching that game, well, watching any game, um, you see Dobas make a save. He, there's a rebound. He makes a second save. And then, and then the, the third or fourth, uh, opportunities put in with no help whatsoever from the, 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 Laval Rocket players in front of him. He could be upset. He could be, you know, um, as, uh, as I said earlier, the, 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 in, in terms of goals against the rocket are worst in the league. N- this is not all the goal t- fault though. Um, and, and Jakob Dobas is looking at it as he's, he calls it fun. Um, and, and he's not being aloof or he's not, he's not, you know, making fun of the issue. He says that um, if it's a hard situation, if it's a challenging situation, he's going to learn. He's going to learn uh, technically uh, how to be better. He's going to learn mentally how to deal with it. Um, and he said rather than face 10 easy shots uh, and make all the saves, he'd rather face five breakaways and give up two um, because he learns from that. And um, Marco Marciano, the, the goaltending coach for um, – uh laval rocket is you can tell the 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 coaching he's done and in order to to receive that you have to be a good student and obviously Dobas has done that i i th- thought that was a absolutely brilliant quote uh from Dobas.
0: yeah i love the attitude from him and saying that it's fun as well you know enjoying your time in the ahl and uh, him mentioning too that it is underlying goal to get to the NHL so I love all of that from Jakob Dobas such a great attitude for a goaltender
1: yeah absolutely and he went on that there was an incident in in the game uh, if you're watching the Laval game on Friday night uh, he went behind the the net to to uh, play the puck uh the Lehigh Valley forward came in and clipped him and maybe he was a little bit overzealous and, and he exaggerated the way he went down he spun and he, he fell um and his teammates came to his rescue and there was um th- there was fist cuffs, there was there was a lot going on and and dopa said after the game i really liked that my teammates stuck up for me He said you know i i, I played in the ncaa I, I i i didn't quite know what to do but if um the goalie at the other end cal peterson uh, was was willing to go, I, yeah, I would have tried it. Never had been in a fight before. But <laughs> um, you'll, you'll want to go to um, uh, THN.com slash Montreal. There's about a three-minute clip. Uh, Chris G was at the game and, and got some uh, audio, uh, exclusive audio that you're going to want to hear. This guy is a treat to listen to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Before we head off into our first break on the show here, uh, we do have some news from around the league. Uh, LA Kings President Luke Robitaille announced that the Kings will play two preseason games at Videotron Center in uh, Quebec City in 2024. Uh, Sounds like it could be a cool event. Uh, I was wondering if uh, Quebec City might get some preseason games at some point. Uh, I think that uh, the the L.A. Kings. I'm not sure what the connection is there with the Quebec City, but uh, it seems like it could be cool to look out for.
1: Well, Luke Robitaille. Um, he's he's part of the connection. Mark Bergevin in the organization. And um, so the issue here is that um, the arena uh, Crypto.com or whatever they're calling the the L.A. Arena these days is unavailable. Um, there's going to be renovations going on, so it's going to be unavailable for their preseason. So they were looking for a place, to, uh, places to hold their uh, preseason um, action, and and this is going to be um, two preseason games at the end, uh, just just before the NHL uh, season begins in 2024. And uh, they've lined up. Uh, I think it's Boston and um, one other team that escapes my mind right now. Uh, that they're, they're going to have two games um, in Quebec City. Um, Quebec City, uh, the Videotron Center has hosted um, NHL preseason games in the past. Uh, Montreal Canadiens have, have been there. I've been at the games. uh, I think the last one was maybe 2017 or thereabouts. Um, They're not, Videotron Center is built, obviously, as a um, an NHL-caliber arena. I think the the capacity is close to eighteen thousand. Uh, the games were pretty sparsely attended. Uh, the announced attendance was in the neighborhood of eight or nine thousand. But if you were in the building, you knew it was maybe half that amount. Uh, there's not a lot of love uh, for the Montreal Canadiens in that region, um, and I think in talking to to fans from that area. Um, they've gotten quite comfortable uh, paying uh, QMJHL prices to see a, an excellent product in the remparts, and uh, to pay you know hundreds of dollars to see uh, a preseason game that they weren't on with that. And so there is some concern. Um, the Kings had some concern about whether they'd be able to meet their costs and bringing in the other teams and and all of that. So the Quebec government jumped in. And I think that's where all the controversy um started. Uh Francois Legault, the premier, said um that that his government would commit five to seven million dollars uh to support, uh to pay to the Kings, to to have them visit Quebec for preseason games. Uh he defended it, saying, um, it's an important investment in leisure. And of course people are saying, Well, <laughs> you know, what about amateur sports? What about youth sports? What about um, there's all kinds of, 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 um, of sports, sporting events that could be high on the list. Um, you know, this is, this has gotten political and I don't want to, I don't really want to go there, but it's part of, of Legault's, um, insistence in, in, um, in bringing an NHL team to, uh, Quebec city. We know that, um, we played, we played clips in, uh, in the summer about Pierre Carl, Carl Pelletot, uh, saying that, you know the the contract uh, that they have with TVI he wasn't likely to renew because in his mind, uh, his dream of bringing the NHL back uh, to Quebec City was dead. Um, so again, I, I don't I don't like the fact when politicians get involved and try to um, make promises, um, to, uh, false promises or empty promises. Uh, for political gain, whether that's the case, whether 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 this is, um, you know, the games are going to happen, but whether this is a prelude to the NHL coming back to Quebec City, I don't know. Gary Batman, he 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 includes uh, Quebec City whenever he talks about next teams, um, you know, the opportunity for next teams. But there's lots of others um, out there, and we talked about that uh, in um, in shows uh, this summer. Um, so this is it's, it's just a cringy feeling uh, when all, when the politicians get involved, uh, when you get a team coming, you know, absolutely across cross continent. Um, I, I I I feel for for the true hockey fans of Quebec City.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so on that note, coming up, we'll hear a brand new sponsor from our spon- uh, from DraftKings. Uh, then we'll get to our big topic segment, uh, Studs and Duds. Uh, stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio.
2: Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, it's hockey season once again. And although I love using DraftKings Sportsbook to... I don't know, enhance and make more fun my NFL watching week to week. It's even more fun when you get in on the action with the NHL and DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Whether it's daily fantasy, whether it's uh, same game parlays that you're doing on Sportsbook, or whether you're just placing straight up money line bets, DraftKings Sportsbook makes it fun and easy for you to bet the action on the ice so download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. Now that's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8HOPENY or text HOPENY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved.
0: Welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Michael Spinella. You can find me on Twitter, at The Spinella. And with me in the studio is our our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rocket Sports. And please make sure that you're also following this podcast, the Canadians Connection, at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also have a website you can check out, CanadiansConnection.fm. And just a little reminder here to make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, on the Canadians Connection podcast in the player or on your favorite podcast app. And uh, welcome to Studs versus Duds, Rick. uh, It's kind of, I guess, kind of like a proper measuring point for this team coming up pretty soon as we approach the American Thanksgiving. uh, That's pretty, I I guess they consider that a landmark for projecting playoff status for NHL teams. It's also a good uh, milestone to make for evaluating players. I think within the Montreal Canadiens organization, there's maybe some mixed feelings as to where the team is at right now. And uh, at this point, I I do feel like we have seen them at their best and their worst and their most (laughs) in between, to be completely honest.
1: No, it's a great point. And um, I know uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, we were asking, uh, have your expectations, have your projections changed about the Montreal Canadiens. Now, we were warning that uh, the Canadiens had a pretty favorable schedule uh, to start and that they may uh, come out of the gate um, a little bit hotter than, than you might expect. They benefited uh, from some um, overtime um, games and, and, and uh, got some points there. And, and um, so I think fans were, were pretty excited about October um, kind of come back to earth uh, since then, and and it just seemed, um, yes, the the American Thanksgiving um, is is uh, the point in the season where you can kind of project, um, not with a hundred percent certainty, but with with good certainty about where the team might end up. Um, but as you're approaching, you know, it's the the quarter point in in the season, um, it can also be. Indicative of of how how players are going as well, um, so we just thought we would spend some time um, taking this vibe check and and um, you know at this point in the season, who's doing well, who isn't.
0: Yeah, so uh, we made a list of some players and some other things. We'll go through, uh, kind of present some pros and cons for each. And then we'll uh, decide if uh, it's a stud or a dud, and uh, maybe give a little bit of an explanation. We'll also go back and forth that way. I know you, you Rick, are not copying all my answers along the way. I, w- I want to make sure that's uh, not going uh, to happen. Can't see start... your...
1: No, you're you're you no. got your answers twi- tight to your vest there, so um, can't see them. And and yeah, we're gonna as as uh, you know a, a prosecutor would present uh, one side, and then uh, as a de- defense counsel would present the other side and then make our decisions on uh, stud or dud.
0: So starting off, uh, I think this is actually my favorite of the crew and, uh, uh, the most interesting one to talk about. And that's Josh Anderson. Uh, so for the good stuff, well, currently he leads the league in penalties drawn. That's actually a great stat. I, I love to see that, uh, the cons zero goals in 17 games, only two assists. So that's, uh, it's also a pretty big con and, uh, I guess I'll start this one off. Is this a stud or a dud? Well, I think Josh Anderson so far this season has very much been a dud. Uh, that, that look, that penalties-drawn stat is great. I think that's super helpful. But what use is it if you're not scoring any goals? Uh, he needs to score, and I think it's kind of it's a shame that we're 17 games into this season and he only has two points being assists, and he has yet to score a goal. Uh, I think he's had... Ample opportunities within the top six to be able to generate some offense. He's been put on the top line, and he's generated basically nothing. Even the eye test, I've just not seen enough from Josh Anderson. So big dud goes to Josh Anderson.
1: Yeah, if you zero in on some of these um, statistics, uh, penalties drawn is terrific. Um, So then the Canadians go on the power play. And where are the power play goals for Josh Anderson? Now, there's no goals on the power play or otherwise for, for Anderson. He's really good on retrievals um, if, you, if you watch him. But, but then where does it go from there? Um, I, I, you know, I, Josh Anderson has been described as, as a streaky player in the past, and, and that's certainly true. Uh, but this is this is a pretty hefty uh, streak that he's in right now, um, and yet the coach keeps going back to him. Now, is that because of wanting to showcase him? Uh, because he would be uh, an asset that you'd want to move by the trade deadline? Well, let's hope that that um, uh, that uh, Ken Hughes is is willing to to move him. Uh, but he's not going to be moved if if these are, you know, nobody's going to be fooled by uh, the the retrieval stats or the penalties drawn stats. Uh, he's got to he's got to start uh, producing, um, and and sending him out on on the power play. I, I looked at his power play time. He's 21st in the league uh, for time on ice on the power play, which is he's getting a lot of opportunity uh, and still not producing and. In that game, um, the other night you had, uh, Yassi Ulinen, uh, scored twice, um, and had what? Seven minutes, seven minutes and 22 seconds in ice time. Scored twice, led the Canadians with four shots on goal. Um, took a one timer that, that, uh, uh, Aiden Hill got spun around. Uh, he almost had a hat trick and yet for power plays, uh, at the end of the game, when the Canadians were trying to tie it up, it was Josh Anderson on the ice, not Yessa Ulanen.
0: So I take it uh, so I'm
1: uh, I'm on board your I'm on okay. board your deck.
0: <laughs> I agree with that, and, and you mentioned too about uh, trying to possibly showcase Josh Anderson. Remember last season, Ken Hughes was saying that he the phone was ringing off the hook with teams <laughs> calling about Josh Anderson. I wonder if he's kicking himself a little bit, or if he sees this as okay, so no one's calling anymore. Problem solved. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, you might have. We we were we were encouraging him to take the any deal deal last season for uh, Josh Anderson.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so on that, uh, we'll go to our next player, and uh, this one I think is a little bit more complicated than people might expect, and that's Cole Caulfield. So for pros, he's scored three overtime uh, game-winning goals. For cons, scored only one five-on-five goal in 17 games. So I'll let you start this one off, Rick.
1: This is a tougher one, and um, this is this is maybe the first time that Cole Caulfield has started to come under criticism. Um, we've seen the Montreal media kind of turning a little bit, criticizing Cole Caulfield for his lack of engagement. Um, there, there was a podcast saying that if he was on a um, a, a contending team, you, he wouldn't be a top um, a top line player. Um, and we remember all of the projections, uh, us included, about was it going to be w- what kind of season? At least forty, maybe forty-five. Was this a fifty-goal season for Cole Caulfield? Um, and this is hard because he has the ability to score, as we said, three overtime-winning goals, but once, only once, five-on-five on five in in seventeen games. Um, if. If you do the projections, he's on pace for 24 goals uh, this season. Um, And, you know, this was supposed to be project fixed that Ducharme messed him up. Marty St. Louis came in, fixed him. Okay, now Marty moves on to to the next problem, Slavkovsky and, you know, whoever else. Um, I just, you know, Cole Caulfield... uh, Uh, maybe is reading his own press clippings. Um, All this talk about a 50 goal season thought maybe it was going to be easy. He signed that big contract and I'm seeing, you know, a guy who kind of takes things for granted. We went and watched him in, in, uh, when he was with Wisconsin and, and there wasn't a lot of effort there. He would just kind of hover, wait for the puck and, and score. Um, I, I think that, that, I'd want to see him a, a lot more engaged, trying to earn it, understanding that um, the NHL goals don't come easy no matter who you are, no matter what kind of talent you have. And um, he's still a stud in my books, but um, we want to see more out of him.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um... You look at his stats, five goals total in 17 games. I feel like that's actually kind of disappointing on its own, regardless of if they came in five on five or however. 10 assists on the year, so like getting involved in other ways, I don't mind that. You know, 15 points in 17 games on the surface, not too bad. But like you said, uh, uh, at least in the eye test as well, uh, he's not getting overly, overly involved there. So what do you uh, call him, a stud or a dud so far?
1: Yeah, I, I said he's still a, a stud, but but just not um, I, that that uh, you know. I got one hand on on that uh, mantle to take to remove uh, if if this continues. He's got he's got to uh, wake up and and uh, um, and start showing some effort.
0: Yeah. I I called him a soft stud. I think we're both uh, thinking along the same lines here. And uh, honestly, looking at all of his stats, I think it was a little bit surprising too. I think a lot of people just assumed that, you know, he's cool Caulfield. Of course, he's going to score all sorts of goals, but uh, looking at it and uh, five goals and 17, not great. And uh, you hope that he can maybe figure it out along the way. Yeah. Uh, The next player that we have lined up here is one uh, Caden Gooley. Uh, So the, is he leads the team in block shots with 42. So that's a pretty good stat. Uh, The Con uh, scored one goal in 13 games. So this one, uh, I I like Caden Gooley a lot. I still do think that he is probably the best defenseman on this Montreal team. I, I think that goes back even to last year. Very much he was the best defenseman on this team. Uh, His defense is great. I think he's still looking to develop his offense a little bit. Um, He's not had a whole lot in that regard. Um, But at the same time, I've not seen him be put in the spot that often where he is the one maybe quarterbacking any power plays or he is the one uh, receiving all the passes in the offensive zone. But I think I still have him as a stud. I, I like what he brings to this team. I think he's an anchor back there. Uh, currently, he also leads the team with a plus five, uh, regardless of what you think about that stat. I think that's pretty good on this Montreal Canadiens team. But uh, it, unfortunately, one goal uh, so far this season is the only thing I really have uh, to talk against Keaton Gooley. So I'll, I'll give him a stud.
1: Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll lead with the, the, my conclusion, and that is that that Kaden Gooley is a stud. I'm I'm not so much worried about his offense. Um, one goal, uh, as you mentioned, uh, in 13 games, he has five assists, so six points. Um, I think the the plus minus that you mentioned, a plus five, leading the team. Plus minus is is not good as an isolated stat, but as a comparable stat, it is valuable. And the fact that he leads the team. Uh, and is way ahead of, of uh, many other defensemen, um, I, I think it's it's indicative of his play. Um, I just want to see him get opportunity. Um, you know, he's playing 20 minutes a night, uh, maybe uh, a little bit sheltered at this point, but I don't know if he still needs that. I'd like to, to see his ice time go up. I'd like to see him uh, return to being paired with uh, Justin Barron because I think they looked uh, really good together. Of course, Justin Barron was moved up to help out uh, on the top pairing. Um, he's, a, he's a solid stud uh, in my, my estimation.
0: Absolutely. Uh, keeping along with the theme of defensemen, uh, we have one Mike Matheson. Uh, Our pro for Mike Matheson is he's recorded 14 points in 17 games. I'd say that's great for a defenseman. I guess he's the defenseman that has the most offensive capabilities. We see him quarterbacking that first power play unit as well. The con, and this is the stat you just talked about, minus 8. So that's second worst. Leads the team also in 23 giveaways. So that's, uh, yeah, some Pretty lopsided stats on both sides. I'll let you take the lead on this one, Rick.
1: Yeah, this one is is really tough um, because I think Mike Matheson is um, really good in his role, um, and and he's a good puck mover. Obviously, he can uh, chime in with offense. Uh, he's been absolutely terrible in his own zone, um, and and yeah, it's. The plus-minus is one side of that, but the the giveaways, the constant giveaways and turnovers, um, he blocks a lot of shots. I I think he's second to uh, to Caden Gooley in block shots, so that's good. Uh, but just has a hard time controlling the puck in his own end. Um, I think you know I talked about Caden Gooley, um and his ice time, just 20 minutes a game. Um, Mike Matheson is playing 25, averaging 25 minutes a game. And remember, when he came from Pittsburgh, there he was uh, averaging about 17 minutes a game. Uh, so I think he's, he's uh, being put in situations that uh, are a little over his head. I don't think he's uh, a first-pairing defenseman. Uh, I think he could be a very valuable uh, second-pairing defenseman with a lot less uh, ice time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think with this one, it's really a debate of his shortcomings versus his successes. Do his shortcomings hurt more than his successes help? I think in this case, it might actually be the case. So I do have Mike Matheson as a dud. Uh, Even based off of the eye test as well, I do feel like he struggles a little bit out there. Being on that first power play unit as well, I know in recent history, the power play has improved. They've found ways to score. But early in the season, when the power play was atrocious, he was still the guy quarterbacking it. And I, I, if we're basing this off of uh, all the games up until now, I think uh, very much I, I would give Mike Matheson a, a big dud.
1: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I want to see more from Mike Matheson in less time. How about that?
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. <laughs> uh, we uh, put three players together for uh, this next one, and uh, it's the big trio, Pearson, Monahan, and Gallagher. So the pro uh, scored 14 goals within 17 games. And to be honest, I actually thought they had a great start to the season as well. The con is in the last seven games, they have scored one goal and given up eight goals against. Uh, So uh, this one, I don't know. This one's tough. This is where I think we've seen the best of the best and maybe the worst of the worst of these guys. I think especially this week uh, with Gallagher and uh, showing off uh, that he's still quite an emotional guy. Uh, He came very close to getting himself into some trouble. Uh, We talked about that uh, penalty he took against the Calgary Flames, uh, Linholm, where it was a tripping call, but it was more the net tripping up Linholm as opposed to Gallagher. I think that he could have uh, ended up hurting the team even more just by mouthing off to the ref there. Uh, but let's not forget uh, Sean Monaghan, uh, currently tied for the most goals on this team uh, with six goals. Uh, monahan has been great so far. So right now I, I am giving them a stud, but I think this could change pretty, pretty soon. And uh, I think the stud is more to do with Monaghan at this point, and maybe uh, Pearson and Gallagher dragging that down a little bit.
1: So for me, um, I think if we're talking about the line, if we're talking about the trio, um, I'm giving them a dud. And we remember at the at the start of the season, um, both you and I said we didn't really understand this 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 trio. We didn't understand this line. Um, and why uh, given their their individual strengths, why um, they would be assembled. And I think they had some early ex- success, and that's because um, these guys are all veterans. Uh, they, they've They've each played with uh, a huge variety of, Of um, players, and um, they can figure it out pretty quickly. Whereas, you know, Marty St. Louis didn't develop any chemistry in training camp with the other lines, uh, with any of the lines, um, and it took some of them longer, um, other than Suzuki and and Caulfield, but it took some of the the trios a long time to get some chemistry. This one had some chemistry early, and that's just because they're veterans, not because they're well-matched. And yes, they as a, as a line, they had some really good success. Um, I think that individually now, um, that other teams are figuring out this this line, and, and that some of their shortcomings are are coming to the fore. And and I think Monahan is really underutilized in in this line. Uh, I'd love to see him um, and and his success. You talked about um, second in goals on the team, or or tied for. No, he's tied for first on on the the yep. team in goals, um, and uh, I'd I'd like to see him, um, and and his experience, his his uh, great play, um, helping out other lines, um, and I think that that the time has come for uh, these three to uh, to be dismantled. So as a line, I'm going to label it a dud and hope that it's broken up.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair point for sure. Uh, the next uh, few that we have coming up, I think, we will go through just a little bit faster. Uh, we'll start off with Yuri Slavkovsky. He's been the hot topic on our last two episodes of this podcast, and I'll let you start this off.
1: Yeah, I think that um, we we've, we've made our our um, our case uh, in the past about Slavkovsky. I don't I don't think anybody can call him a, a stud right now. I I'm I'm. Um, it, it's it's clear that the Canadians are going to keep him up within the NHL team, not send him to Laval. Um, the concern here is that Marty St. Louis has refused to agree that uh, Slavkovsky has struggled at any point in his NHL career. Um, focused on 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 touches, um, and and we talked about that. His touches are 27 seconds per game measured. Um, that we need to see more. And we we have seen a little bit more, um, but he still looks like a giraffe on ice to me and, and uh, is unsteady on his skates and is unsteady with any contact. Uh, so I have trouble um, framing him as a stud right now.
0: Yep, I agree. Uh, this one is probably the most obvious dud in my eyes. One goal, three points, minus six. Uh, Some say that in recent history, he's had a few better games, but I I don't think that's nearly enough. Uh, Better doesn't necessarily mean good in this case. And then you look at what happened, uh, I I think the Vegas game, he was not great once again. So still no consistency, not enough points, uh, not enough good touches there. Uh, The next player we have lined up is uh, an Alex Newhook, and this is one I struggled with a little bit. Uh, Nine points uh, minus six, I think. I think it's going to be difficult for me to separate Alex Newhook as a player uh, from the value that Montreal paid to get him in that first and second round pick. Uh, I don't think he's ever necessarily going to live up to that. I'm going to give him a bit of a soft dud uh, just because I don't think he's been involved enough based on my eye test but uh, this one could change. I, I really did go back and forth on this.
1: I'll ag- agree with everything you said and and just add that uh, he has no goals in his last 13 games, so I agree with your soft dud there.
0: Yeah. Justin Barron uh, is uh, probably going to change things up a little bit uh, in our answers. Uh, what did you have to say about Justin Barron?
1: Justin Barron has been a stud, um, and I think a surprise stud. Uh, he had an iffy um Training camp, and um, you know he was he was a healthy scratch. There was some wonder, you know, what was going to happen there, and um, and he's been very very good. Not only his offense, but I think um, you know moving him up to the top pairing uh, to try and stabilize and, and provide help with uh, the defensive side of, of Matheson. Uh, that was that's an interesting move, but uh, I think he's been a stud. He looks great with Gouley and, and they should be uh, paired going forward.
0: Yep, I agree with all of that. Uh, Like you said, uh, didn't have the greatest camp, but he worked his way up into the lineup, uh, got onto that top pairing, and I've had not really anything bad to say about Justin Barron, so that's a nice big stud. And uh, the last player we'll focus on here is uh, one Caden Primo, and this one, this is another one where he's not played enough to really get a good evaluation, But I think he's still a dud, and I think this dud also goes to the Montreal Canadiens organization just on how they've managed the Caden Primo situation, being a third goaltender, being a healthy scratch, refusing to move him, refusing to put him on waivers. Um, And on top of that, you know, he's had such a small sample size too, but he's the same goaltender that I think we all anticipated. Great saves, uh, amazing, spectacular saves, but then a lot of soft goals going in.
1: Yeah, his goals against is close to 4, 80-85 save percentage is eight sixty uh, or thereabouts against Vegas. Um, yeah, his uh, technically um, he's he's uh, you heard um, Marty Biron in our show in the summer uh, saying that uh, he just doesn't move quickly enough, um, and uh, that and and also uh, I think he really struggles with the mental side of the game. We talked earlier. Uh, about him feeling um, not comfortable in his skin, feeling uncomfortable. Um, i i he's he's a good kid, and uh, the Canadians need to do uh, better by him um, and um, send him to to Laval or if he gets claimed, wish him well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so we'll take a look at the special teams here. Uh, right now, the penalty kill is uh, operating at 75.3%. That's 23rd in the NHL, so on the lower half of the league there. Uh, the power play currently 20.6%. That's 15th. I think that's moved up quite a bit uh, to start the season. Their power play was just it, it was awful, uh, like unwatchable at certain points. In the last two weeks, I think it has improved. They've managed to score a little bit on the power play uh Rick, what do you think about uh, this team's special teams Alex Burroughs is a
1: dud <laughs> Alex Burroughs is a dud. have I said that enough? Marty yeah. St Louis took over the power play and and it has improved considerably um, let's keep in mind that that uh, both of these both special teams both penalty kill and power play were 28th in the league last season um, so there's been a little bit of an uptick in the in the penalty kill uh, sig- significantly better. Uh, on the power play um, to 15th. And I'm still going to give it a dud. Why? Uh, to have a good power play, uh, the quick and dirty rule, the r- rule of thumb is uh, you add the percentages, uh, 20.6 in this per- uh, case of power play and 75.3 of the penalty kill. And if you get to 100, it's a good, it's, you can term the special teams good. Uh, above 100 is is great. Um, the Canadians are on the right trajectory they just aren't there yet
0: yeah I agree with that I also give this a pretty big dud especially for how these special teams were operating right at the beginning of the year like I said at times it was just unwatchable nice that they've improved enough uh, to get the power play up to 15th in the NHL but uh, I don't think I've seen enough consistency from that to really label it a stud so nice big dud and uh, the last thing we will look at is actually the Montreal Canadiens organization as a whole. Uh, currently uh, 21st in the NHL. Um, there are lots of different things we could say about this one. Uh, I'll let you take the lead on this,
1: Rick. So is if they um, finished 21st in the National Hockey League, is that probably uh, a better finish than most people ex- expected or projected? Yeah, so... Um, you know, based on that, uh should they be a stud here? Um and 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 leave aside how that would <laughs> ruin their their uh the draft pick at this point. Um but but my concern is and and the reason I'm going to put them in into the dud category is if you've read my game recaps thn.com/montreal um, you're saying, Rick, please, would you s- please stop talking about regulation wins? I've been harping on regulation wins um, all season, that it's been, you know, eight games, nine games t- since their last regulation win. The last regu- last time the Montreal Canadiens won in regulation time was October 23rd over the Buffalo Sabres.
0: Yeah. Uh, 23rd. That's awful.
1: That's <laughs> a month ago, almost. Um, the only other regulation win this season was the second game, the second game of the season against Chicago Bedard, um, and that that game being uh, notable for both Bedard being in Montreal and Kirby Dock's last game uh, this season. So they have two regulation wins um, this season in the NHL. That is that is worst. That's last. You know you know how bad um, you know. People laughing at at other teams. Anaheim, for one, um, they have more regulation wins than the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so they've they've lucked out, uh, not lucked out, maybe lucked out. Cole Caulfield, three overtime winners, um, and have have kind of boosted their um, their points, boosted their standing uh, because of that. But this is a concern. Uh, this is a real concern. Um, And so I'm going to have to put them in the dud category overall because I'm worried about um, what's going to happen um, as the games get tougher, as the schedule gets tougher.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think some people still see like overtime and shootouts as a bit of a toss up. Uh, I think just Montreal has been on the winning end of that uh, more than we expect a team to be able to do that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that started to level itself out as uh, the games went along here. And another thing, and I know this is a stat that uh, you like quite a bit there, Rick, it's uh, the goal differential. Currently, Montreal is sitting at a minus 11, and that's good enough for worst in the Atlantic. Uh, typically, as we go along here, the standings do tend to like make itself in favor of the goal differential. Right now, we do see the best goal differential in the Atlantic is uh, the Boston Bruins with 21, and they're first in that division. Also, uh, aside from that, uh, the, in their last 10, Montreal is 3, 6 and one, uh, currently on a three game losing streak. Teams that uh, are going into the playoffs, uh, they don't typically go on three-game losing skids to begin with. And uh, in their last 10, I think we've really seen them level themselves out. Uh, Maybe an early or or an easy start uh, to their schedule at uh, the beginning of October, like you mentioned. Uh, Not a whole lot of travel, not uh, too many difficult uh, teams to face off against. But uh, in this month of November, I think we're starting to see them maybe become more what we were expecting. And I don't think uh, we're too far off from seeing this team uh, drop a few more spots within these standings.
1: I'd just add, and we like to always correct our mistakes, um, I said Anaheim, I meant San Jose. San Jose has been dreadful, but they have three uh, regulation wins, uh, Canadians just two.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the one last thing I will say about the standings: uh, Montreal currently uh, played 17 games. That's actually uh, some of the most uh, within their division. Uh, Boston uh, only 15 games. Uh, Toronto 16. Ottawa 14. So they do. So some other teams do have some games at hand on Montreal there. So we'll. I I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, maybe drop one or two more points before even next week. Right?
1: Yeah, that's that's fair.
0: Yeah. So I think we both agree uh, Montreal Canadiens, uh, at least standings wise, uh, they're going to be a dud this season. And uh, Rick, uh, do you have any uh, final points that you wanted to add before we move off into our final segment?
1: Yeah. And and I don't think, um, you know, calling people duds or whatever, it's um, I, th- I think it's about expectations. It's about not lowering expectations. It's not being about crit- not being critical, but. When you have um, a team when that's that's near the bottom of the standings and the bottom third of the standings, um, there probably isn't a lot of studs on that team, um, and and uh, that's our hope that that that's going to change. And and as uh, these young prospects get opportunities and grow and grow together, uh, that that equation, uh, the studs and duds equation, is going to change uh, rapidly. We and and rapidly, and we look forward to that. Um, so don't take it as, as, as a negative because, because we, we talked about with every player, uh, that we call the dud, we talked about some positives, uh, to their game and positives to their season.
0: Yep, that's uh, for sure as well. And uh, I, if I didn't mention it to off the top of the segment, we didn't allow ourselves to go like in between stud or dud, which made <laughs> yes. things, I think, a little bit more interesting and difficult to do. Because a lot of these I could have literally just said, yeah, I'm kind of indifferent about what they've been able to do. Uh, but uh, labeling them a stud or a dud made things uh, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun. And uh, I think it uh, made for a, a pretty entertaining segment there. Great point. Uh, So I think now is a good time to take our final break. Uh, We'll hear from our sponsors, Raycon, and then we'll get to the Have Your Say segment. Our Canadians Connection question of the week is, who is your biggest stud and who is your biggest dud so far this season? We want to hear from you, and uh, stay with us. You are listening to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio.
2: Have you started noticing how many holiday and Christmas commercials are already popping up on your television screens? Well, listen, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. So why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. Hey, guess what? You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50 percent off because their early black friday sale is going on right now now you've heard me talk about raycon's products before right their everyday earbuds are a product that i use all the time they've got great sound they've got one touch environmental settings on the earbuds themselves they fit so comfortably inside my ear and their connectivity is always seamless they are absolutely tremendous raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like those everyday earbuds which of course are known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and that perfect in-ear fit that I talked about, that gives you all-day wear and lasting comfort. And did you know that this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. So what is that? Well, check this out. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. Looking for something that's not uh, electronics related? Well, guess what? Their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. (laughs) Raycon's known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. So it's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. So to get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a little bit early, Raycon is offering currently 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. So hurry now to buyraycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. by slash THPN.
0: Welcome back to episode 270 of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Make sure you're following at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can check out the website, CanadiansConnection.fm. Also, feel free to text us anytime via the Rocket Sports text line at 5853-ROCKET. That's 5853-ROCKET. And, uh, well, Rick, that was a pretty fun segment. Kind of difficult to decide who's going to be those studs and duds, but, uh... I think uh, based on where we're at in this season, we did a pretty good job of uh, relaying that information and giving good justification for it.
1: Why do we make it so hard on ourselves? Why do we do that? Why did we handcuff ourselves? Why did we force ourselves to pick a stud or dud? We we should have just said, well, you know, somewhere in the middle or no, but because it's more fun and because it's um, um, having to justify ourselves and because we know. We know our listeners out there are going to have different opinions, and, and they're going to feel them strongly, and they're going to let us know. And uh, we really enjoy that and enjoy hearing from everybody, whether you agree with us, whether you disagree with us. Um, but we're just glad that you listen.
0: Yeah, like Yakadobus, uh, I like a good challenge. I have fun with that.
1: That's right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: So uh, here at Rocket Sports, uh, we have all sorts of Montreal Canadiens coverage and you can get it all at one place. Just head over to THN.com slash Montreal and you can find anything and everything you need to know about the Montreal Canadiens from feature articles, game day. uh, You can even find out about the prospects. Head over there, THN.com slash Montreal. But also, uh, we like to do a lot of different styles of content. Uh, We have a YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to it. Just search at all Habs and you can pull that up. Throughout the week, Amy Johnson hosts the Habs Hockey Report show. Uh, the latest episode entitled Caden Gooly, Blue Line Superstar in the Making. Uh, head over and check that one out. Amy Johnson is a wonderful host. She does a great job putting together this content. And she loves to hear from all her viewers too. So hit that subscribe button, leave a like, leave a comment, let her know your thoughts. Also, uh, if you like prospects, if you want to keep up to date with everything Laval Rocket, she uh, hosts the Rocket Hockey Report, the latest episode entitled Laval Rocket Liftoff. And why did Edmonton choose uh, a new coach uh, for the the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, Head over there and check out that one as well. Also, you'll find in the feed uh, this podcast, the Canadians Connection podcast, Uh, The last episode was entitled, Which Development Path Works Uh, Best for Habs Prospects? Uh, We like to put uh, this podcast on YouTube as well. So if you want to see either of our faces, uh, if you just prefer going on YouTube in general, head over there, just search at all Habs and you can hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss any of our amazing content. Also, uh, just a little heads up, uh, for those uh, who enjoy uh, being on YouTube, or if you haven't already, you might want to check this one out. We have a live stream coming up on uh, the THPN uh, YouTube channel on November the 29th, uh, Montreal versus uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Myself uh, and our Rocket Sports Media contributor, Gustav, will be doing a live stream watch-along. So if you want to come hang out, get to know us, send us your questions, watch the game with us, uh, head over and look out for that. Uh, we'll be posting that on our social Social medias, or you can just keep an eye out on the THPN YouTube channel.
1: These are so much fun. The watch-alongs um, are are so much fun. Uh, better with a group, and and um, Michael, you do a great job, and and Nathan uh, has been on our watch-alongs, and Gustav's coming up. Um, I I, I want to hear from um, our uh, listeners if they want us to do more of these uh, watch-alongs. Uh, if it's it's a way you enjoy watching a game with others, uh, interacting. Um, leaving comments, um, reach out to us at five eight five three rocket and let us know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We would love to hear all your feedback on that. Also, uh, just want to let you all know to make sure you subscribe to the premier Rocket Sports Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app, the Canadians Connection. That's this podcast you're listening to. Uh, We are your inside link to the Montreal Canadiens. You can find every single episode at CanadiansConnection.fm. Uh, We're here every single Saturday throughout the year. I know sometimes other uh, podcasts and radio stations will stop talking about your favorite teams uh, throughout the summer or around the holidays. But no, we don't go on vacation. We're here all year round to give you all the best uh, information on the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, as we are in uh, mid-November, our Movember campaign is underway. Uh, if you are interested in uh, keeping up to date with everything we're doing, uh, our team name is just Rocket Sports. If you want to get involved uh, in any way, let us know. If you want to give us a donation, as uh, we do believe in this Movember initiative, raising money for men's mental health is our men's health in general is something that we find uh, very important. So uh, even if you want to just see how my mustache is doing, I've been uh, providing <laughs> a daily update. Uh, you'll see uh, all sorts of just incredible selfies on there as well
1: it's looking great Uh, movember.com or movember.ca either one search for rocket sports and uh, you'll see michael on there Uh, i have a page uh, amy has a page uh, or or make a donation uh, to the team in general Uh, we're happy to pass that on to the the folks from movember
0: absolutely and uh, now it's time to turn it over to our listeners our canadians connection question of the week is who is your biggest stud and who is your biggest stud so far this season? We want to make sure we hear from you. The Rocket Sports text line is 5853-ROCKET. But if you have a little bit more to say, Rick, uh, I believe we have an email address they can reach out to us at.
1: You can email us at hello at rocketsportsmedia.com.
0: And uh, throughout the week, we get tons of texts, tweets, emails, uh, just all sorts of different ways that our listeners are reaching out to us. And uh, I believe uh, that we have some interesting reactions to last week.
1: Well, uh, this is a rather lengthy comment, and I'm just going to uh, try and slice and dice it as we go. This comes from uh, At Center Heiss, uh on uh, YouTube, um, and he says that he's on the ghoulie train uh, ever since he was drafted. He's uh, my favorite young player, says Center Heist. He's our number one D-man of the future, a great leader, a great personality, um, and in his opinion, uh, would have been a better choice for captain. Um, his only concern is, uh, Gooley's health. Uh, he goes on to say that, um, that, that the, he's concerned about the forwards in particular about the size of the forwards, uh, and also that it's kind of a, a, a mediocre talent level and that has to improve and that the, um, that there has to be some elite talented added and he said and we better start drafting bigger talented wiggers or we're going to be in trouble uh there's only four players in laval and juniors combined uh, in our forward group that has a chance with the habs in his opinion heineman uh joshua wa mashar and owen beck and they're not that big average the rest are just too small sad that they're talented but size will be the uh problem in the forward group in the future keep up the good work.
0: So appreciate that message, and uh, we look forward to continuing to receive all sorts of great uh, text comments, tweets, uh, messages, any way you want to reach out to us. Uh, we love hearing from all of our listeners. Uh, so coming up this week, it's uh, going to be pretty busy and all over the place. Uh, we'll start with tonight, November the 18th. Uh, Montreal is visiting Boston, and we're going to see a Jake Allen in net for Montreal Couple days off in between, and uh, Montreal heads out to Anaheim on November the twenty second. That's a ten p.m. start, uh, so if you're not willing to stay up late enough, head over to thn.com/montreal. We'll give you the full recap uh, over there if you missed it. Uh, on the twenty third, that's uh, a happy uh, Thanksgiving to all of our nice uh, listeners and friends south of the border and the U.S. Uh, and uh, of course, the very next day. On uh, November the 24th, uh, Montreal visits San Jose for a 3.30 p.m. start. So uh, those of us who are working or shopping that day, once again, head over to THN.com slash Montreal for all of your uh, game updates. And uh, you can follow us on social media, too. Rick, uh, at Rocket Sports, uh, you'll be giving uh, the live tweets, I believe, for this game, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter or X uh, on Facebook Um, and, uh, we'll be with these odd starts this week. Uh, the black Friday start in, in a matinee game, um, and a very late game on, on Tuesday night. So
0: that's going to be a wrap for us today. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for the Canadians connection in the player or on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Also share it on social media. If you like what you heard today. Uh, enjoy the week, uh, and we'll be back here next Saturday, uh, November the 25th, for another great episode. Thank you all for listening to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio.
2: Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rocket Sports.